Okay, good morning everyone. Uh, today is Daf Tzadik Hey, number 95. And uh, we will start off with the review of yesterday's Daf Daf Tzadik Dalet number 94. And uh, we will have in mind a Rufuah Shalema for Karina Baschaya, as well as we are learning Li'ilu Nishmas Moshadavah Ben Naftali Yosef Alevi, and I believe it's the yard site of Naftali Yosef Ben... The Shleishim. The Shleishim? It's, I think the Zayda, yeah. His father. Oh, his father? Oh, I, I think it's the outside of Naftali Yosef. We will find that out. Anyway. He gave a Tikkun. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Tikkun is not for the Shleishim. It's for the Yartzai. For the Okay. All right. And with that, let's get right to the Daf of yesterday. Yesterday is Daf. And we're starting at the Tanur Abonon, five lines down on Daf Tzadik Dalet Amr Beis, our review. And uh, basically we're talking about the idea of what a Derech Rechaika means. And according to Rabbi Kiva in the Mishnah, on Daf Tzadik Gimel Amr Beis, it means 15 mil away from beyond Modi'in to, from anywhere in that distance of Modi'in to Rishalayim, that's the one which, is, we met, which was measured to be 15 mil. And um, the question that Gemara wants to know is, what if you are farther than that, but you got yourself a very fast horse or mule, and you can make it in time? Does that mean that Taka, you should be chayev for participating in it? So the Gemara says, no, it says, so he is not obligated that. What about the other case, where you are within, but there's a major traffic jam of, of camels and wagons, etc., that are not able to go? You might think that you should not be chayv, that's why it says, this is not bederach, because you should just get off your, uh, your horse and walk the distance, so you're not, the, the horse is stuck in traffic. If you could walk around the traffic, and uh, the fact that you did not choose not to do that doesn't mean that you are... Uh, that you have the excuse. Well, Next, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We are allowed to participate. Have... Nobody's saying you're not allowed to participate. Nobody's and saying. Are you aware to do pesach or no? Once you did it, it's not. If you did it, for sure you did. We saw tavayel love bracha. You get a zayd gebench. Is the idea mm-hmm. okay? So the Gemara wanted it. Oh, so got into some science over here, and it says that the world is six thousand. Parsa um, from end to end, from horizon to horizon. No, Actually, not the, from not the full, from wall to wall, right? Naftali Yosef Ben Chaim Nissen Halevi, right? That's who. That's who it is. I said it this more before, but I didn't know who the father's name was. Okay, Zaidi, Zaidi Chaim Nissen. Okay, did you know? Huh? <laughs> did you know your grandfather also? Oh, very well. Very well. Okay. Okay, so, um, so that's the story. Um, the, 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 the world is 6,000 parcels. Actually, this is a tradition, it's a Gemara. And uh, he says, but the thickness of the earth is 1,000, is one-sixth of that, and that is based on a logical inference. The question is, what does it mean, the thickness of the rakia? It's hard to really understand or fathom exactly what's going on. Um, I did do some uh, some empirical research. I took up I took up my tape measure, meaning I googled it, and it turns out that it's very very close. We don't know exactly how much a mill is, 
But um, it, it really is, uh, the world all the way around is, is 24,000 miles. Um, what? 24,000 miles. Miles? Kilometers. 40,000 kilometers. 40, 40, right. And if you're doing, right, so if you're doing, uh, right, if you say 6,000 times 4, that's 24 halfway. That's yeah. very, very close. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, and also it's, it's very close if a mil is a kilometer. It could be a mil is a little bit different. So anyway, I just... Or, or you can figure out from how, from the circumference you're how big a mil is. Yeah, work your way backwards. That's another, that's another uh, math to do, right. Rabbi? Yes, you do. <laughs> you know, they, they talk about the flat earth, they talk about it. But right now, you know, they figured out, I mean, our measurements in kilometers is in the, in the, at the equator, it's 40,000 kilometers all around. Right. And that's what, now, that's what it came with, the, with that meter fact. Because it's one quarter of it. It's 10,000. That's the meters. And you look at those numbers, they're very close to what we're talking about. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's very, very close. Exactly very close. Because we're measuring only half, horizon to horizon. Anyway, so, right. Anyway, how do you figure out the thousand, that it's one-sixth? That's based on the traveler, which is also a very clever... You, do you have something else or no? Okay. Just putting on mute. You hear the noise background. Okay, um, so then the, the um, so how do you figure out the thousand is he said that based on the idea that a person can walk 10 parcels in one day, so do the math, that means, and, and we said that he's able to do from dawn till sunrise, which is 72 minutes, he could do five mil. Now, and what do you see? That's the time it takes from the sun's first rays until the sun rise. So that really gives you the, the thickness, so to speak, of the rakia, to, because that's the time. How much is that? That's one-sixth, because if you could go five mil, and the hole from sunrise to sunset is 30 mil, so it's five to 30, five out of 30 is one-sixth, and that's, where, um, and that's why he got that the thickness of the earth is 1,000, 1, which is very interesting. Okay. Um, anyway, basically, um, we did have a lot of questions on this um, observation of Rava. First of all, we have Rabbi Yehuda who says that the thickness of the Rukia is one-tenth of the day. And that's because of, in his calculation, a person walks ten parcels, which is 40 mil. And Alois till Nates is, 40, is four mil. And Shkia Tiltzeis is another four. So the thickness of the Rakia is one-tenth, because it's four out of 40, which is very different, which is a question on Rava. And also it's a question on Ula, because Ula was the one who said in the beginning that the amount that you can travel in the afternoon is basically 15 mil, according to our calculation. If you break it up by four and four, so then you're still going to have some more mil to go during the day, and that's the story. Anyway, is it also a disproof to Rabbi Yochanan, who, um, who said that, uh, that, uh, that, that uh, five mil? So the Gemara says, not necessarily, because he could say that what we're, they made misunderstood what I say that a person can, can, 
can do in a day, I'm talking about because people generally tend to travel in a day. They start a bit early before Alos, and they end you know, a little later in, into, um, into night, and that's why you could do five mil at that, uh, in that period of time. Okay. And is it a disproof to Rabbi Hanina who used a, a source because he measured the distance between, um, between Sodom and Soar of five mil. And they did that exactly in the amount of time it takes from, from dawn to sunrise. And the Gemara says that's not a question either because um, uh, that's also not fair because he was, they were rushing him to go as fast as they can. He was escaping the destruction of Sodom. So you sort of pick up the pace when you're running away from a disaster like that. Whatever. It's enough to pick up the pace of an extra mill. If you don't go fast, you have to be quite close to slowing down anymore. <laughs> okay. Yes, nobody was beating him from the back. All right. Then we brought a proof. Okay. Then we brought a proof. Then we brought a proof that Egypt was, um, Egypt is 400 parsa by 400 parsa. Um, I did also Google that. It's, it's also not that far off. Okay, again, we don't know if the Egypt of today is the same Egypt as it was then, but uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, but 400 parsa by 400 parsa, again, assuming that a mil, uh, again, is a kilometer, so then that you multiply that by, you know, so it's 400 times four. So uh, it's 1,600 um, by 1,600 uh, square kilometers. Anyway, um, that's uh, uh, that, that, that very close to what the size of Egypt actually is. Um, and Egypt is 1 60th of Africa, of the, of, the, of the continent of Africa, of Kush. And Kush is 1 60th of the entire world. And the world is 1 60th of Gan. Gan is 1 60th of Aden. And Aden is 1 60th of Gehenim, which shows you how large Gehenim is. Why do you need so much space in Gehenim is a very good question. But it doesn't bode well to say that it's not going to be that occupied. Okay? I understand Gan Aden doesn't need that much room. There's plenty, you know, not everyone's headed there. But uh, it's a big question. Anyway, um, um, anyway, so this, uh, which basically uh, co- comes to the summary that the entire world is like the pot cover for Gehenna, which is a funny, funny concept. But anyway, or scary, depending how you look at it. But anyway, it also uh, certainly indicates that the world is quite much more large than 6,000 as he would have it. Okay, next we saw a proof from Tanu Yo. We quoted, we quoted Reb Nasan saying that the entire Yishuv is under one star, um, because no matter when you're going, you'll see that the star stays in the same direction. You can go all four directions, and the star is still pointing in the same spot, which shows that the star is that much larger, and uh, we're all beneath that same star. Um, and that also is the Tiyuftah. Um, next we saw is the constellation of of Taurus is always in the north and Akrav is always in the south. And the earth is, is always situated somewhere between these two points. And, um, and the entire Yishuv is basically spanned in one hour of the movement of the sun. And uh, that's because you can see that the sun is in the, um, in the fifth hour, the sun is still in the east. In the seventh hour, the sun is already in the west. 
and it's only on top of your head, a half, a, you know, a, like 11.30, 12.30. And that's the full, so with one hour of the sun shining, it's on top of us. After that, it's past. So you see that how minuscule the size of the earth is vis-a-vis um, the constellations, which is, again, very interesting observations. And that's that. Next, which is, again, it's also we said, the Gemara says is a, is a, is a question on our pre-existing notion of, of Rava. Next we saw is a raya from Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai, which is what was the Paschal's uh, answer to, um, the, to Nebuchadnezzar when he said, I'm going to climb up to a cloud and I'm going to start fighting with God. And heavenly voice says, you're a Russia ben Russia, you're like Nimrod, Harasha, who rebelled the entire world against God in his kingdom. And um, how long does a man live? 70 years. Even a mighty one is only 80 years. Our, uh, um, uh, as the Pasuk says, So from ground till the first ferment is a 500-year walk. The thickness of the ferment is another 500-year walk. Keep going. There's seven of those. So you're going to go, and between each one is the same, the same size as one. So that's another... Um, 500 years in each of these, it's going to be many lifetimes you'll be dead, dead before you even get even close. So that's, the, uh, that's really a question. But again, it's also a question on, on our understanding of the size of the world. Okay, there we saw a dispute between the wise men of Israel and the wise men of the nations of the world. The question is, is the... Um, is the galgal, the wheel, set in its place and the mazolos go around? Or is um, the chachamim say, of the umas olam say that the, the wheel of the earth is going around the constellations? And uh, the kasha on their pshat, says Rebbe, is that why is it, if we're going around the constellations, so then um, it should go to different places? They're obviously not going around them. And uh, Rav Achabayakov says, well, maybe it's not really going around. It's like a, it's pivoting on a like, a, like a millstone that goes on the middle wheel or like, a, uh, or like the, the, the door that, that turns on its hinge. Anyway, another machlokas is we saw that the Chachmi Yisrael said that the, in the day, the sun is uh, uh, below the, the firmament, so we could... Um, see the sun, and at night it's above the firmament, and that firmament, and that's why we can't see it. Chachmiyom Basalim says, "No, at night it's beneath the ground." And here, Rebbe says that their pshat sounds like better than ours because in the daytime the springs are cold, and at night they're hotter. Um, so it sort of seems like that the water is like cooking from the sun that's under the earth, which is int- also an interesting observation. Okay. Next we saw is Rabbi Nassan says that in the summertime the sun goes at the full height of the, of the sky and therefore the world is hotter and the springs are, uh, are cold. In the wintertime the sun um, goes on the, uh, 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 lower down in the sky. It's not, as, uh, not, not right up in the height of the sky and therefore um, the whole world is colder and the, spring, and the springs are hotter. Um, the rabbis brought down that there are four paths of the sun. 
there's the Nisan ears, basically which are the four seasons of the year. Nisan ears is Sivan. The sun it travels by the mountains, which helps melt this, this snow. And the Tamos of an Elul, it goes in where we live to ripen the fruits. In Tishrei, Merchesh and Kislev, it goes in the oceans to dry up the rivers. And in Tevish Vatanadar, um, it goes in the desert so, so as not to dry up the seeds that are being planted in that time. So we don't want the sun to be too strong. Okay, at that time. Next we saw is the Din of Rebbe Yezer, who says what's considered Derech Rechok is from the, from anywhere outside the Azara, even though he can just walk in. And we don't say, Go, just walk in, and then you're not far away. Um, how is this different than an Arel who didn't do the Mila, and um, he has courage for not, doing, for not bringing carbon Pesach, according to Rebbe Yezer, because we tell him, no excuse, do the Mila, and then go in. And then bring it. So Abayi uh, says that this din of Derech Rechoka is only for a Torah, not for a Tameh, and therefore there's no heter of Derech Rechoka for a Arel who's Tameh. Um, next we saw is Rava gave a different answer. That was Abayi's answer. Rava gave a different answer. It's that it's actually Machlok is Tanoim, because Rebbe Yezer says, but it says Richel Makom by Pesach as well as by Meiser. So it goes by Achila. That's one version. Uh, so too, here, it's a chutz l'achilaso, which is anywhere outside of Yerushalayim. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yudha says, in the name of Rabbi Yezer, that it's outside of where you do it. And um, that which uh, Rav Yitzchak, by Yosef, says, by the Temeim, you go by Rav Amdi Mazara, is going with that second version of Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yudha, in the name of Rabbi Yezer. Next we saw was Rabbi Yossi, who says, that's why there's a dot on the hay to tell you that uh, what Derech Rechoka means, that it's not really far away. And uh, the Gemara says um, that when the word Derech might have implied you know, you're a distance of two or three days away. Um, but by saying, the Derech Lo Haya means as long as you're not at the destination of where you need to be, you're still Baderech, and therefore you see it's anywhere outside the Hazara, like Rebbe Ezer's version, and that's the story with that. Uh, okay, and that is the end of the review. And... Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay.